Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, one in five under 20s are ditching social media sites such as Facebook and Instagram because they fear they're harming themselves. But celebs like Evie Garrahy are setting social media timers. That's their approach in order to spend more time with their families. Should you set a limit on the amount of time you spend online? What about your kids? Should they be limited in the amount of time they spend in front of the screen? Are our devices damaging our relationships. Well, I'm joined by a friend of the show, uh, Mum Trish Lahan in the studio, and you're welcome. Good morning to you. A consulting psychologist at the D4 Clinic, Jason O'Callaghan, is on the line. Morning to you, Jason. Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. We have uh, a recent graduate of Mary Immaculate College, MIC, as uh, they're known in the branding, Tommy Barrett, with us as well, Tommy. Um, so, what's your approach and the approach of your friends then to social media, coping with it, dealing with it, using it, Tommy? Well, I think you can kind of take it and use it healthily because I think there's some people who are completely addicted. Like the first thing I did this morning was check my phone and I've actually tried now for the past couple of months to not do that because I actually read that like when you go on your phone, the way that they have apps kind of laid out and the way they work is it's like a burst of of endorphins. So basically what you're scrolling through is it's signaling like things in your brain that make you respond to your phone so when you're when you leave it it's like anything else it's kind of like an addictive substance that you're trying to like thinking back to your phone and been like maybe I should check in now because the last time I went on my phone I got like this burst in my brain that's like signaling like happiness and stuff like that so I think it's kind of dangerous because social media is a great way to stay in contact with people I I have people who have moved out of the country that I can still keep in contact with and that there's no way that I'm that I would have been able to contact them on a daily basis if there wasn't phones and if there wasn't social media I'd have to be sending pigeons and letters across the airwaves and waiting for weeks back so there it's like with everything there, there's a good side and then there's a bad side so I can completely understand why a lot of people my age are trying to restrict themselves and to take a break from social media I think setting a timer is kind of it's a it's a bit silly because you shouldn't really have to set a timer on what you do you should just kind of control yourself you shouldn't have to be like okay now it's my time for social media because no I think that's a bit of a step too far because if it's going to be in your life then just let it be in your life and not have it like oh I'm going to do social media time like you should be setting setting times for other things rather than oh time to sit down on my phone WhatsApp or text us on 0861239595 with your thoughts uh, this morning. Um, Jason, um, interesting from Tommy there talking about the psychology of this. And of course, if psychological tactics work to make these big social media companies money, then they're likely to use them, aren't they? Well, I think the important thing to understand about any type of business is that they use psychology to get us to buy more or use more. And that can be from your big name food brands to your soft drink brands to your your TV package. You know, it's a fear of missing out. You have to understand from a business point of view, we'll always say that there's no money in broccoli. That's the motto in our clinic in Dublin because the reason we say that is there's no money in you doing nothing. You know, there's no money in you sitting down having a bowl of broccoli. No one's making money out of it. So they want you eating 
junk food or they want you going to fast food restaurants or they want you downloading movies or they want you using apps because that's where the money is. So there's nobody promoting this. Uh, and I think social media, it, it does get a bad rap. And your guest is right there. There is this theory that they give you uh, endorphins because you get likes and shares, especially if you're young and insecure. What we find in our speciality will be within the unconscious mind, primarily in our clinic. And we would find that an awful lot of people are what's called highly suggestible. And these are people who will, will buy into everything, believe everything, take offense to everything, uh, and take compliments for everything. So if they get lots of likes, they'll feel a buzz. But also, if they don't get lots of likes, they'll also feel a, a slight bit of depression and anxiety around Nothing it. worse than not getting the likes. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's, it's completely immaterial. You know, the likes or no likes in the real world. But some people are influenced by this, and these people tend to be maybe more vulnerable. Um, and the more vulnerable you are, the more you believe things on, on social media. So you have to understand, for, for generations, the media was controlled by educated people who would write stories and verify stories. And, you know, it would be, if you read something on the front page of a newspaper, it would be, they can't just write anything. They have to be proven. Whereas with social media, it's like you give every nutcase in the world their own newspaper, and they can publish stuff on social media and people who are vulnerable uh, are people who are you know, maybe more prone to, to be racist and so on can follow these things and take it as fact because it's on their social media it wouldn't be on the front page of a newspaper on a radio station because it wouldn't be allowed but on social media these stories that's why you've got to rise with you know with trump with the uh with left-wing politics you know with racism you've got this uh, appearing and a lot of the time, as, as Trump would say, it's not. It's fake news, but these fake stories have been taken in by vulnerable right. people who believe yeah. them as reality. Okay, uh, so Trish, what do you make of it all? Well, social media is a service, so it should be used as a service. And you take what you want from it and you give back what you don't want from it. Um, in relation to being a mom with the social media, you have to be so careful what's out there because of the in-app purchases and all that kind of stuff. There's fantastic games out there for kids, um, you know, with doing maths and, and words and all the rest of it. And they're amazing. Use them. But just be aware that, you know, every parent is totally guilty of doing this. I just want to have my coffee. Go and have a look at your phone for 10 minutes, you know, Every parent has done it. But it's a case of look at the apps, see what's out there, see what service you want to take part in. And yeah, there is the, the Facebook thing where I've got friends in New Zealand and in Oregon. And with my life at the moment, it's my way of getting my message across the world. But the thing is that you have to be so aware that if somebody doesn't like it, it's not your problem. So yes. it ha you have to be able to say, you know, this is a service. It's the same as buying diesel. It's the same as buying a coffee. You get out of it what you want to get out of it. The only thing is when you're buying diesel, you don't necessarily have a thousand people coming up shouting abuse at you. When you use social media, you can have that, even oh, though it's electronically. And I have to admit the story about the, the family who were doing the ad for Lidl, um, that upset me dreadfully. Um, this amazing couple who are at home in Meath, living with their family, trying to get their leg up in the world and raising a beautiful little son and her having to say, I don't want to live in a country where, as your, your contributor said, you know, every nutcase in the country has a front page news story and nothing can be verified and somebody's lies can really, really affect other people's, you know, psyche. Yes, we're chatting to Trish Lahan, to Jason O'Callaghan and to Tommy Barrett. And Tommy, I was mentioning that uh, study that said one in five under 20s are ditching social media sites like Facebook and Instagram because they fear that 
they're harming them. Does that sound likely to you based on your circle of friends? Well, I don't think that they're, they're, they're harming themselves. I feel like, as Trish said, you take what you get out of it. I mean, if you're getting up in the morning and you're spending six, like, ten hours a day on your phone, then, yes, you are harming yourself. But it's not, like, the the social media that's doing the harm. It's you're doing the harm to yourself. It's interesting you should say that thing about first thing in the morning. I did that this morning. Yeah. And I've realised that it's crept in. That oh, exactly. I've, I've gone for the phone and started to flick through it. And it, it's really, I did think to myself, when we were talking about this yesterday, I said, right, tomorrow morning, I will deliberately not do it. Sure, I, I did it. There it was, looking at me. <laughs> what I are think, you I missing? Joe, if I can jump in, I think what's interesting is you have to look at our phone these days. We're still calling it a phone. It's not a phone anymore because we don't make as many phone calls anymore. It started as a phone. If you go back 20, 30 years, the mobile phone was a, just a phone. If you can remember back to old lads like us, will remember just a Nokia was a phone. The only thing you could do with it is literally make phone calls. But you know, if you see these pictures of people, and this is in defense of, of, of the, the smartphone, is that if you look at these pictures, they'll say, oh, everyone's on their phones all the time on the train. You'll see a picture of all these people sitting on the phone on the train. But a lot of the people, if you go back to 50 years ago, they're all sitting on the train reading a newspaper. I read all the news now. That's why newspapers are going down, because people are reading the news on their phone. They're listening to the radio on their phone. They're watching movies on their phone. I look at my phone first thing in the morning to check the time. I don't look at my phone to look at my emails because I don't wear a watch anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. your calendar is on your phone. Your watch is on your phone. Your uh, newspapers on your phone. Your letters that you went downstairs to your post box. You remember and you got a few letters in this morning. You rushed to the kitchen and opened them. That's no longer happening because it's on your phone. Your work uh, messages that you get, you know, get a couple of phone calls, your voicemail. Remember, we used to have the answer machine and you had messages to ring work or do this, that, and the other. That's now on your phone. So it's not, we have to get away from the idea that our phone is actually a phone. It's now a personal computer, it's now our desk. Everything that's on there from our contacts, as you say, to writing, like your, your contributor said, writing letters to friends abroad. You don't do that anymore. You send them a message on Facebook, whereas you used to have a Rolodex with all their addresses and you'd have to write a letter and go to the post office. You don't do any of that anymore. So we have to accept that technology is moving on. And like any technology, we have to respect it. Um, and that's what it's about. It's accepting that it's not what it used to be. And our lives aren't what they used to be. And but we have to manage them in a, self, in a healthy way, as your right. contributor says, what works for us. Right, okay. Um, we're Chatting to Jason O'Callaghan, to Tommy Barrett and to Trish Lehan. If you've got thoughts on this, we'd like to hear them. Would you step away from social media? Would you try the social media timer in the evening and then cut it off the way even Gary he uh, does? WhatsApp or text us 086-123-9595. I suppose you could go on that Facebook tour contact us through Instagram or <laughs> all of those other ways <laughs> and we'll be back momentarily so we're chatting about uh, social media and what's the best way to use it should you take regular breaks should you try and detox from it or is it just how you manage it really that matters uh, Trish Lehan and Tommy Barrett are with me in the studio and Jason O'Callaghan who's a consultant psychologist at the D4 clinic uh, is on the line and you, you were just making a really interesting point um, Trish, during the break about the time of day or night that you might be absorbing things through social oh, absolutely, media. Absolutely, because I'd be driving up to the house and the post box is outside and the girls would say to me, Mum, can we check the post box because they have a subscription coming in and they get very excited about the post. 
and I'll actually go, you won't do it now, I don't need any bad news today, don't need any bad news, I'll check it tomorrow, check it tomorrow. But you find yourself lying in bed at 11 o'clock and an email comes in from a solicitor, from a bill, from renewing your insurance to whatever it is. And 11 o'clock at night, you should be zoning out and getting ready to, to relax. And instead, you're worried about the bills, you're worried about what you have to do tomorrow, you're worried about all these different things. And that's how it's harmful, because I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning, going downstairs, going, do I need to get my passport? Where's that gone? And it's, it's, your circadian rhythms are completely gone because of the fact that your brain, when it was supposed to be turning off, has now gone into overdrive. Yeah, absolutely. And um, But Tommy, you know, is it the case, though, that if you do miss something, if you take an approach, you know, as Trish says, which says, right, it's 10 o'clock, I'm going to stay away from technology, I'm going to relax during a weeknight, get my night's sleep, you wake up the next morning and you realise that some celeb, uh, like the Wagatha Christie thing last week, has broken overnight on social media, you turn it on and you've missed that piece of vital information by maybe eight or nine hours. I mean, is that a huge, huge problem? Well, I just say that you're you're lucky how fast the news goes today because because of social media, a story only stays in the spotlight for about a day or even like an hour. Something might pop up, and then it might just get overshone by something else because it's all instantaneous. So, in the grand scheme of things, you might think, "Oh, I'm after missing out on this great story," but you haven't really because chances are everyone's going to be talking about something else tomorrow, like that. Wagatha Christie stories was going on and now everyone is talking about um, Disney Plus and all the films and stuff that are because they did a whole mad Twitter kind of bombardment of all the films that are going to be going up on this new streaming site so every all the twi- trending section is all about that now because everyone's like oh do you remember this film and do you remember that so it's kind of like it, it's it, I'd say the opposite like if you're trying to keep in touch with everything that's going on you're definitely going to be on your phone all day because it's constant. And again, because social media, it opens us to the world. We're not just getting what's happening in Ireland or the UK. We're getting what's trending in the US as well. And even like, obviously Europe, I know it's a different language, but um, like it's, you can't be clued into everything. Hmm. And among your age group, what are the main social media sites that people are using at the minute? Um, I think Instagram is the main one at the moment and Instagram has taken like great lengths to try and take away from that whole like, like as you said earlier, like likes define how great I am and all that um, because they've gotten rid of likes. Um, you, They've even gotten rid of a tab that um, I actually quite like using but a lot of people were like, I didn't even know that exists, that you could see what your followers were liking and see who they were following and I kind of like that as a social aspect to see like to find other Instagram accounts that I might like to follow myself. But a lot of people, they were they were all saying, oh, the stalking tab is gone. And I was like, the what tab? They're like, oh, I stalk my exes and like uh, and friends to see what they were liking and who they were following on that. And I was like, I can't believe people actually use, use it for, for things like that. I just use it to see what dog photos my friends are liking. <laughs> And, and Trish, I mean, you're even younger than the impossibly young Tommy. What is generally being followed on social media? What's our sites? Well, I've noticed a big trend of um, I've seen people go missing on Facebook. Um, and when you go to for your friends and suddenly they say this account has been de- deactivated. And when they do decide to reactivate it, you will be still friends. And 
it's an age group of, you know, 40 plus or minus five, and they just seem to have switched it off. Right. But... Uh, for for their own peace of mind, you think? Or? I don't know, but I, I did a massive purge there about six months ago. You know, you get rid of certain people in your life and then certain friends go with it. So I did a massive purge in my Facebook. So all the people who don't like, you're gone. So there's a very, very... And, and did any of those people try to contact you? And oh, say- yeah, yeah. There was a couple of people got back onto me going, what did I do? And I just, I just ignore. Um, but what... Um, I've done is I've done a massive purge. So the people who are on my Facebook now are actually real life friends who I have their phone number. I've probably met their parents. I was at their wedding. And they're the people I want to be sharing with. And I went and changed all my security settings so that no stranger can now see into my Facebook. But Trish, what about the 20,000 other people who are your friends on social media? Do they really matter? Mm. Are you that insecure in yourself? That's what somebody is thinking in... Sri Lanka or something is liking your photograph does that make me give my day more meaning or does the fact that my child comes in from school and says I love you does that mean more Mm. so I get more enjoyment out of meeting the the moms for coffee and and one-to-one and ringing my mum in the morning and the girls coming in doing homework I find more as I've got older the social media aspect has died I now use it for contacting my mates abroad. Right. Uh, Jason, I mean, to my absolute shame, I had this discussion with my father-in-law at the weekend where he was saying to me, you know, should I be on Twitter? And I was going, I suddenly realised I was a recruiting agent for Twitter. I was going, oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely should. I mean, for what? Well, you know, you can follow certain things, you know, whatever your favourite paper is, is on Twitter, or, you know, he's into his rugby, so you can follow the rugby, and he's going, yeah. But do I really need to be? Oh, yes, yeah, definitely you need to be on, on Twitter. And I think uh, I think it's important that anything in your life should either add something to your life, and if it's not adding something good to your life, then you need to, like, on my own... My own social media, the only things I use social media for is, is business. I don't use Twitter anymore because it's full of angry old men. Um, anytime you, you do anything, it's, everyone wants, everybody seems to want an argument on Twitter. Instagram tends to be, as your, as your, as your contributor said there. Oh, uh, that's very, I've had a finger pointed at me for that yeah, one. That yeah, comment, that's lovely, I, that is. It's my, my father, who's really 70, tried to have arguments with Donald Trump on it, you know. It's, it's, it's really something that, 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 you know, if you post anything or you have an opinion on anything, suddenly you're in an argument with all these crazy old men around the world who think they know... So I think that Twitter... That doesn't happen with Brexit at all now. No, no. But as I said, it, it, it's, it's, it, look, in my view, it's the way I say to people when they talk about gambling. I say, look, if you have 20 quid to spend in a casino and you want to have a bit of fun for half an hour grand, but if it's, if it's being a negative, like cheap entertainment, that's what Twitter is. If you want to go onto it and have a look at the news, you're bored, waiting somewhere, fine. Same as Instagram. The only social media I use 99% of the time now is Facebook, and I'm in my mid-40s. So um, a lot of people, a lot of, all our businesses are run through Facebook. So the only advertising we do is through Facebook. Uh, and that's the, that's the only thing that we that, that I use it for. You know, I don't post pictures of my family or my friends anymore. Don't post pictures of me having a scone or a cup of coffee. You know, that's just, you know, it's would you walk down the street doing this? And yeah. I and from a business point of view, you know, just on a separate note, people have said that use your Facebook page as your business page because it allows you to do so much more than a traditional business page on Facebook because you can you can show lots of pictures, lots of videos, lots of information. You can so most of the people on my personal page on Facebook is it is a business page, so yeah. to speak. As a psychologist, you know when to turn off when it's a business. 
Yeah, he was. Do you Sadly, find yourself lying in bed? You never, <laughs> you never turn off when you own your own business. That's I, I know bad that, but do you, do you find like that, you know, you'll get a notification at half ten at night that you have to see somebody or you have to go and do something and then your brain starts again and off you yeah, go. It's, but it's, it's a choice as well. See, I think anyone anyone out there who's listening to self-employed, it's a choice. You know, I mean, some people will sort of at five o'clock on Friday just turn their phone off and that's it. Other people, I don't mind, you know, sending, because we have people who are in crisis sending an email and if I want to do that, I can do that. But if I also don't want to, I just put my phone on airplane mode as well. I suppose it depends on, you know, if you're sitting out with your kids for dinner, you shouldn't really be on your phone, you know what I mean, responding to work emails. But if you're kind of just sitting around in the afternoon and you have free time, you can do it then, you know. It really just depends on your individual yeah, yeah, yeah. businesses. It depends on your individual lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, I mean, do you think, you know, in terms of that circle of younger friends that you have, that 10 years from now, social media would still be a huge part of your lives? That's kind of really hard to tell. I feel like even the way we're talking here is that the novelty is wearing off. Um, I feel like social media is going to maybe die out that people might get sick of talking about themselves, hopefully. But I feel like they won't. But I feel like... Sick of talking about ourselves. The main thing that social media, it's kind of... I think it's going to adapt into for people to create content. That's the kind of buzz term at the moment, the content creator. You know, everyone's a content creator at the moment. Um... But I feel that it's so hard to know. Like, social media might be gone in 10 years. Like, some dramatic event could happen and the EU could just decide, well, that was nice while it lasted. It's gone now, you know. So it's really hard to tell. And, you know, it's interesting you should say that because it's worth pointing out that before 2005, no one ever heard of Facebook. Yeah. Like, no one... Like, it's... Everything adapts so crazy as as like aliens could couldn't come down tomorrow and just change the entire thing. We won't be talking about Brexit at all. Um, but I it just could be run by the United yeah, Federation of Planets. Tommy, yeah, that's what exactly, you're saying. Yeah, um, <laughs> like you don't know. Like things can change so quickly. People will be tweeting all about aliens, and then some other wag will come out and they'll be like, "Oh, the aliens can go to go to the side now." Another wag is is leaking stuff. <laughs> but um, very good point. But. I just feel like it's it's so hard to gauge because everyone has a different um, approach to social media. I have some friends who are, are not on it at all. Um, they don't use it. And then I'm kind of like, how do I contact you? Because I don't really, like, I don't text people. I message people on, on WhatsApp or whatever. Um, do, you, do you write letters? I do not write letters. No, I don't think I've ever written a letter. I've written an email. But I've never, well... I've I've definitely sent letters, but I've never sat down and handscribed and and put on the vinyl record behind me. And well, I I went to college. I started college in um, nineteen ninety seven, and um, I didn't have an email account. And in 1998, I got a Hotmail account and I didn't know what to do. And then in the year 2000, my mum, it was 1999, my mum brought me in to a computer store in Dublin and she got me a laptop. And the thing weighed about four stone. And I remember she spent about €4,000 on the software and the whole lot. And I was the only person in DIT with a laptop. <laughs> and I thought, you know, the sun shone out of me because I had a laptop. So, and before, I used to be able to know the numbers of the Chinese. I used to know the number of the chipper. I used to know the number of the pub, the whole lot. And now when I'm doing business for my mum and they'll say, what's your mum's mobile number? I go, hold on a sec, I have to check. My ability to remember numbers is gone and I, f- I find with the whole social media thing it's changed because people's you know attention spans have changed it's now gone from you know people sitting down and reading a book to reading the newspaper to now I want quick information 
blah, 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 in really, really fast, get on to the next topic. Okay, well listen, we could talk about it all morning and we'll talk about it again, but thank you very much. I've learned a lot this morning and I hope uh, the uh, listeners were interested as well in what you had to say. Thank you to Trish Lahan, uh, thank you to Jason O'Callaghan at the D4 Clinic and thank you to Tommy Barrett uh, who has just graduated from Mary Eye. Best of luck with all of that, by the way, Tommy. And thank you for coming in this morning. Call Limerick today now on 461995.